Welcome to episode number one, My Photography Journey. In this episode, I'm talking all about my photography journey up until now. I'm sharing all the do's and don'ts I've learned and why it took eight years for me to actually call myself a professional. So if you're ready, grab your favorite hot beverage and let's dive on in. You're listening to the Cameras and Coffee podcast with Kara Haynes, a light and airy conversation about everyday life so you can listen and learn from entrepreneurs. Here's your host, photographer, educator, and mentor, Kara Haynes. This episode is brought to you by CloudSpot, the exact platform I use to showcase and organize my client images. They've recently released CloudSpot Studio, where you can now send and organize your contracts, questionnaires, and invoices in addition to your gallery. Receive 20% off your subscription by using my affiliate link, bit.ly forward slash cameras and coffee CloudSpot. It all started with a wind-up camera, those ones that had film inside, and once you took a picture, you'd have to crank the gear, and they even had this thing where you could flip it out and turn the flash on. It was amazing. And I remember using those at school dances. I remember as a kid using them to photograph my Barbies or my dog. Then you would take them in and send them in to be developed. And when I was younger, you would have to wait like a week to get them back. And you could select if you wanted double prints or single prints. And I just remember how cool it was to get those back and how excited I was to see those images. And when I got older, then you could get one hour photo, which was really awesome. You didn't have to wait so long. And then I think about my grandmother who was at every function using that camera. And she loved pictures of her grandkids. And every once in a while, we'd get her to be in an image too. And when I graduated high school, I remember her giving me this book. And it had all the images from when I was a baby until I graduated. And I remember cherishing those images so much. I don't know what it was in my family. We just didn't hold on to things in my immediate family. When I say that, I mean my my mom, my dad. And we had a couple pictures, but I just remember getting that book and just being so excited because I had all these photos from the last 18 years that my grandma had given me. And now that she's not here anymore, I have those images of me and her and those memories that some I vaguely remember, but I just I think about those and go back to those moments and just cherish those. So I'd say that my love for photography was from those times. And I still to this day remember my grandma winding up that camera and getting those developed. And yeah, that's just where I remember where my love for photography is. So when I think about where my photography journey started, it was back in 2008. My son had just been born. I was a new mom, wasn't making very much money. I was also a preschool teacher. So yeah, didn't make much money at all. And I did have a point and shoot camera. So those ones that when you turn on, the little lens would pop out and you could just take the picture and it was digital. So it was on the back. You could see what it was. Most likely you got red eye. And I just knew I wanted something more to document my son, but I didn't have the money to buy this expensive camera. So 
I remember a time when there was a stimulus check that went out to everybody. Everyone got $500 for the members in your household. And we were a newly married couple with a newborn baby. And I just remember getting $500 and thinking, wow, this is a lot of money. So I thought, well, I'm going to actually spend it on something that's going to be of value. So I bought my first camera, the Canon Rebel, and it was the one where you could interchange lenses. So I was super excited. I got a zoom lens and the kit lens. And it was just something that I just felt like it was amazing. And when I got this camera, my sister wanted me to take a picture of her family. So we went to the park and I got pictures of them. And then my aunts and uncles started asking if I could get pictures of them. And then I started getting other people asking and they started giving me gifts of money. And I just thought, oh, I wasn't doing this for the money. I was doing it because I loved it. And I thought, hmm, I guess I could make money off of this. I didn't think I was very good. And I really wasn't doing much. I was just taking these images and giving them to them. And I continued doing this for like eight years. And it was kind of like a side business. I was accepting gifts from people and taking their pictures. And I don't know, eight years. Why did I wait this long? I don't know. But I think it's because I didn't think of it as a real job. I was just doing it on the side, getting extra cash. And yeah, eventually I decided, you know what? I'm going to make this like a little side business. So I registered Kara Haynes Photography and started charging. I charged dirt cheap. It was like $50 a session. And then I gave them their photos on a CD. And when I think back to that, I think I didn't make anything because I had to buy the CDs to put them on. And it was just, I don't know. It just seemed like that was a lot of money to me back then. So the things that I did and didn't provide value to myself would be the following things. Obviously, I wouldn't charge for sessions and I accepted gifts. So I wasn't really asking for money. I would just wait and see if they paid me. I was putting images on discs for families. It took so much time. And then I had to worry if the disc was working, all of that. Obviously, I wasn't making much money because I had to pay for the discs. And then I started making cute little labels to put the discs in. So they had like a keepsake. And then I want to say when I finally decided I was a photographer was probably when I started charging for those. And that simple $50. And eventually I found a print company local to me. And so I would print these little proof books that would have the image name and their images because I thought that was me making it. I knew when I was in high school, there was a senior photographer who actually owned this company by then. And he would print these for his seniors and they got to keep these proof books and then order from those. And I just thought that was so cool. And I thought I looked so professional with those. <laughs> and I probably spent like $10, $20. So really I was bringing in like $30. And then I had to make the CD for them too. And I was editing everything in Photoshop one by one. I just think about all the time it took me to do that one by one image. And for the longest time I was using JPEG 
images. I wasn't even using raw images. I didn't even know what those were. And I was using free Photoshop. So yeah, I guess $30 a session was a lot of money back then. And I was just using Facebook to advertise my business. Back back when I was doing the early days of this, Facebook had just gone out to being more than just college students and everyone's mom was starting to get on there. If you are old enough to remember this, it was something that everyone hated because my mom is on Facebook. But anyway, it seemed like a great place to advertise my business. So this is how I ran my business for eight years. And I didn't really learn a whole lot. But I did learn over time that this was not the right way to do things. So after years of doing this as a side hustle, I decided these are the things I did right. And eight years went down and I decided to invest in some online education. I didn't even know this was a thing until it showed up in a Facebook ad. And so I decided, oh, I'm going to do this online education. I had quitted a Quitted. I quit a job that I hated and I was looking for a part time job because by this time I had two kids and I just knew full time was just not for me. I was just so stressed and I just needed a break. So I was working part time and I thought, why not do photography the other half? So I think about my business was registered. I decided to create an email list so I could figure out all of my clients which in a little bit, I'm going to tell you why it was great. I had an email list. I started charging more money for my time. I think I charged like $150 for a session in a CD. And this was back in probably 2016 when CDs were still a thing. I don't even know if you can get CD players on computers anymore. I don't think you can. And then after that, I started purchasing contracts for more than just weddings. I would use them for my regular sessions. So I was I was becoming more legit, let's just say that. And I remember finding out more and more things. I remember listening to a podcast and listening to Rachel Branke from The Law Talk and realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not protected as a photographer for regular clients. I was only using them for weddings. And so I dove in and realized, okay, I need these contracts too. And by the way, if you've never checked out the Law Talk, I'm not doing this as an ad, but if you have never checked out the Law Talk, you should. Great information. They have this thing called the legal roadmap. So you can kind of know if you're starting out new, what you need for your business. So check that out. But I remember purchasing those and then creating my email list. And then I was thinking, okay, I need, I have so much business, I need help. So I found someone who outsourced editing photos and I was like, oh, this sounds amazing. So I found someone who did that and she was like, well, I only use Lightroom. And I was like, oh, okay, I've never used Lightroom. So I learned how to use Lightroom from this person and it was a total game changer, okay? And this was Lightroom before it was Creative Cloud version. So you had to download Lightroom while well, you had to purchase it first, then download it. And I just remember learning from there and thinking, wow, this is so much faster. And 
By the way, if you've never used Lightroom Classic, you should. I know Creative Cloud is free, but Lightroom Classic is amazing. I think you can get Photoshop in Lightroom Classic for like $20 a month, and which is very inexpensive to just use that and do your editing so much faster. And you can make presets, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so yeah, I, I learned how to use Lightroom. And then I opened up a website and gallery platform to sell digital files and prints. And that's when I started feeling, okay, I think I'm a professional now. And I think coming to that point, feeling like a professional, that's just really hard as a person who's starting photography to really feel. You get that imposter syndrome for so long and you think, am I really, really that good? I don't know. But I remember opening that platform, having a website, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a photographer. I feel like a professional. And by the way, if you're looking for somewhere to use, I currently use CloudSpot and I love it. And it's somewhere where you can organize, showcase, sell prints, all that. If you're a newer photographer, something that I've also used in the past is called Unit Prints. So unitprints.com and you can have a, a small little gallery. I don't even remember. It's my, it might be like $99 a year to use to like make a professional little gallery and have clients order prints from there. Yeah, those are, those are the things that I felt professional after doing. Now, when I mentioned that I started an email list, the reason why this is so much of value is I think back to when I got hacked on Facebook and I no longer had those who were following me, but I did have my email list. And so even though I lost all of Facebook, which meant Instagram too, I was able to reach out to those followers that were on my email list, gain them back. And I know it's taking a while to gain everyone back, but take it from me, having that email list was probably the smartest idea that I had. All right, how it's going. When I think about all those families in the beginning, they were the backbone to my business. So families were like my bread and butter. And I just think about all those people. I I think when I look back, there's so many families I took pictures of. And I'm not saying that to like really toot my own horn, so to speak. But those were the ones that I did a lot of. And it was a lot of the fact that I was a preschool teacher. So I had connections through the preschool. I had connections through my local church. So I was doing a lot of families. But now I'm at a place where I don't offer family sessions anymore. And I only offer them as mini sessions because what I love to do is photograph weddings and seniors. And that is now what I get to do. And I love it. And I get to do photography full time. So it's just, it takes time, but that's how things are going for me now. And when I think about when I decided I was a professional, it was funny because people were calling me a professional photographer before I did. I just felt like a fraud for so long. And I felt like I was faking it. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know why. But when I started feeling like a professional is when I had a professional looking website, probably when I bought a full frame camera. So it wasn't one with like a crop sensor. So when I bought it, I figured I needed full frame when I started photographing weddings and I would rent lenses to switch them out because I didn't have the money to do that. And I don't know, 
it's debatable in some groups whether or not you need to be a full frame camera to be a professional. And you know, you got to do you. But when I realized I was shooting my camera strictly in manual mode, that's when I really felt like a professional too. I wasn't using auto mode or any of the other toggles. I was using manual mode and making all the adjustments. And then when I decided it was my full-time job, those were all things when I decided I was a professional. And that is different for everybody. Not everyone feels they need to have that to be a professional. And you know, that's just my story. So the point of why I tell you this in my journey is to not give myself an add a girl. I just want to encourage you, if you are in a similar situation, we all start somewhere. But the biggest takeaway I hope you receive from this podcast today is the fact that you need to invest in yourself. So like I did when I invested in online photography, you don't get further from where you are right now until you invest in yourself. Find an online course, take a business class, or even a local community group, whatever it is, take the time and continue your learning. So that is my takeaway for today. And if you enjoyed tuning in today, I will see you next time in episode two. Thanks for listening to the Cameras and Coffee podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at karahanesphotography.com slash podcast. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S photography.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.